Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like if Wookiees have a 400-year lifespan, is Han Solo like Chewbacca's third dog? <laughs> <laughs> you know you're starting strong if you kick off with a Star Wars joke. It's all downhill from now on in. 59 minutes now, trying yeah. to recover after a good start. Mm. You love Wookiees, don't you? I do. What I do. do you like about the Wookiee? They're hairy. They are. You and like tall. A, you like tall, hairy men, do you? Yep. You like chocolate chip Wookiees. <laughs> wow. Hi, America. <laughs> Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites, and TV shows just for you. To bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you've just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Let's put our ear against the wall. She was watching Raiders of the Lost Ark before we went to bed, so let's have a listen. <laughs> She's snoring wow. to the last thing she saw on the television before she went to bed. As I live and breathe, we need to do experiments. I can't believe it. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your light and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather decided this week she wants to be a surgeon, 
A surgery is basically stabbing someone to life. <laughs> Welcome wow. to the show, Heather. <laughs> Hello. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy <laughs> Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle has a chronic fear of giants. Fee-fi-phobia. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. If giants play tennis, is it considered ping-pong? There's always more questions than answers, isn't there? I also wish to introduce Chain to the Wall, In the Corner, In a Loincloth, Sullen, Pallid, Nathan Bush... Nathan realised this week the difference between a gabanzo bean and a chickpea. He's never had a gabanzo bean on his face. <laughs> oh, no. God, you did it! No. Uh-uh. I love this show. I love <sighs> this show. They're mad. They're bad. They're paranormal. <laughs> Hello, Adrian. What? Nothing. <laughs> I'm getting all kinds of looks from the staff and hired help. <laughs> Let me introduce to you the giant rolling ball gong of infinite knowledge with the blow darts of facts and the tarantulas of information. Here we go. <laughs> it must be the way I'm holding the beta. I mean, perhaps it's... Perhaps it's user error. I mean, it looks big enough, doesn't it? It just doesn't deliver. It took three people to bring that down here. The thing weighs 40 pounds. Season three, episode eight. On this day, this very day, in 1966, my parents got married. Oh, they congratulations. are celebrating as we speak 52 years of marriage well my dad is my mother's obviously sleeping so yes. my dad's celebrating on his own she's gone to bed after a port and lemon watching indiana jones so for the first time on MQTA. I can't believe that fascinating facts about Adrian's parents. Um. <laughs> Points to be won. Oh, no. Just to get the ball rolling. Mm. What country was I conceived in? My parents tell me every single Christmas they take great delight in giving me this story. Mm. Heather Morris, what country was I conceived in according to my parents? Arnold Schwarzenegger was there. Was he? He was looking on, was he? Mm. Yes, giving pointers. Oh. I don't remember. It starts with an A. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. It starts with an A. I don't want to say Amsterdam because it wasn't there. Arnold Schwarzenegger was there. Austria. Well, you're giving her points, are you? (laughs) Michelle claims it was Austria. It's Absolutely 100% true. I was conceived... I was telling Heather. ...on a camping holiday in Innsbruck. Who do I give the points to? Me. Yeah, Heather. Okay. I shall give the first points of the evening to Miss Morris. I thought it was Switzerland. No, but it was. I feel this is why there's an affinity for me. And with the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy book. Because Douglas Adams said he had the idea for Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy because he was drunk one evening, lying in a field in Innsbruck, Austria... 
holding Hitchhiker's Guide to Europe, looking up at the stars. I wonder if that was the very spot that my parents were practicing the physical arts. I keep telling you before, Michelle, it's no good doing mime. We're on the radio and it's very rude. This is why we can't have cameras in here. My dad, from the earliest time, warned me about the dangers of fresh air and hiking, apparently. Mm. Whenever I used to play up and cause him problems, he'd say, bloody camping holidays. I spent the first 16 years of my life thinking he said bloody campanologist. I wondered why he had a natural fear of bell ringers. I hadn't worked it out. I shall ring the bell. Heather has two points to start the evening. I will broaden this out just to give you a chance to win some points. Let's go with the theme of getting married. My parents' wedding anniversary today, 52 years of marriage. The word bride comes from an old proto-Germanic word meaning what? Servant. Meaning <laughs> servant. Good one. Do you know, it has to be said, I really miss the good old days. The British Empire. Things were a lot simpler back then, weren't they? You're going to go with servant, are you? Or cattle. Cattle. <laughs> You're going to have two answers. Yeah, you didn't say I just had to have one. I was following the conventions of most quizzes, <laughs> but if you wish to work out outside of a normal framework of quizendom, mm-hmm. then you're welcome to have both answers. Michelle, would you like one answer or two answers? I'm going to go with drunk. Drunk. <laughs> Bride in proto-German actually means to cook, would you believe? Ooh, servant. I win. Let's play no. I win. Let's play... <laughs> You don't. I'm in charge of the points. The longest recorded marriage lasted how long? This is fact. It's the longest one ever recorded. What are we going with? 85 years. 85 years. Do you want to throw some months in with that or just dead on 85 years? Seven months. Seven months. (laughs) 21 days. No, we don't have to break it down that far. Your choice, Michelle, to win the points tonight is to either go lower or higher. I think it's 90. You think it's 90? You're very close, actually. Would you believe it's 91 years and 12 days? 91 years and 12 days. Michelle is the closest. Do you think you'd have trouble getting a card for a 91, 91st wedding anniversary? What's that on the gift scale? You get you give them a piece of the moon at that uh, point. Coffin. Oh, coffin. it's wood. Yes, matching coffins. <laughs> His and hers. Oh, look, it fits you like a glove. Funeral plots. <laughs> Take a lie down, Edith. See if it fits you. There we go. Getting a card would be problematic. Do you think they were still? You know. Do you get the Bengay out? We're going to go for it tonight. Do you see what I'm saying? Bengay. Well, in case you pull a muscle, you need to lumber up. If you've been married for 91 years, there's going to have to be some stretching involved and a bit of limbering up, surely. God, I hope not. Wow, that's unbelievable. (laughs) My granddad had a healthy physical relationship at 87, which was very impressive and quite useful because he lived at 85, so that was only a couple of doors down. So that Uh... was very beneficial to him. (laughs) What percentage of marriages in Ethiopia occur through... Abduction. <laughs> You'll do. That's not funny. <laughs> You'll do. That's not funny. I'm going to make you mine. No. I need to know a percentage. What percentage of marriages in Ethiopia occur through abduction? 
Of course, if this many take place, it's then the norm. If you're talking about society, if more people are doing it than not doing it, it's 56. then normality. You are going with 56. Michelle's task, should she grasp it with both hands and cling onto the thistle? <laughs> if you need to grab the horn by the balls, now would be the time. Are you going to go higher or lower than 57%? I'm going to hope for the best and go lower. You're going to go lower than 40. 57. 40%. Hard to believe, but 69%, and it pains me through gritted teeth that Miss Morris has now climbed to a hefty four, but 69% of all marriages in Ethiopia occur due to abduction, apparently. Mm -hmm. Now, imagine you've got a really ugly daughter. I mean, it can happen. She's fallen out of the ugly tree. She's at every branch on the way down, but she's (laughs) kind. She's generous. She's a good cook. It's nine o'clock in the evening. Do you want to nip to the shops and get me some milk, sweetheart? Run out of milk. But I've been to the shops four times this week to get you milk. I like tea. I like cereal. Go on, be a good girl. Nip to the shops. Get me some milk. It's a nice night. Perhaps you could walk. See where we're going. On this day in 1839, was the first ever recorded use of the words, okay, It was written in the Boston Morning Post in Massachusetts. What does it mean? It means all correct. What? All. You ask me what it means. When I give you the answer, you then can't say what. It means all, O-double-L, correct, spelt with a K. Okay, all correct. Spelt with a K? Yes, because it wouldn't be okay, then would it be O-C? Do you see what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) That's it's why not I'm rocket confused. science, is it? I know you Owl are. correct. Owl correct. Owl. We're wasting valuable time. <laughs> For the first time oh, on no. MQTA Radio. I can't believe that. Fascinating things that are not okay in Boston. These things aren't okay <laughs> in Boston. It is illegal to take what to the movies. It is not okay. So take this to the movies. A ferret. The <laughs> oh no, my ferret dating days are over. Look out, here comes the ferret movie police. You're doing a diamond chino. So of all the exotic animals in the whole wide world, you went with a ferret. You yep. cannot take your ferret out. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> the cinema <Gross>. in Boston. <laughs> Just pet it nicely. It won't bite. But I can't see. It's dark. <laughs> Why, Mr. Johnson, it's moving. We're <laughs> practically engaged now. <sighs> You're going to go with a ferret, are you? (laughs) Closest animal wins. Michelle, what are you going to go with? Think exotic, I think, is where we need to be. Uh, Cheetah. You're going to go with a cheetah. I will give you the points because I believe a cheetah is closer to a lion than a ferret. Wow. I don't remember seeing The Wizard of Oz where there was a cowardly ferret. That's all I'm saying. But yes, you are not allowed to take a lion into the cinema in Boston. It is illegal. Can you imagine you're seeing Tarzan in 3D? You're sat there. You're seeing all the jungle around you. 
You're getting the sounds of the parrots. There's little monkeys jumping around. Michelle's stroking a ferret. <laughs> it's the third date she's taken there this so week. That means you can take it. You were bringing them. You're nice. bringing it. There's no law to say you can't. Nope. You can bring your ferret. Yep. Stick it in a popcorn bucket. It'll be fine. Can imagine 3D glasses on, your arms being gnawed off, and you're thinking, Dave, this is so realistic. Look, my arms being gnawed off. It's almost like it's here. Unbelievable. MGM, Metro Goldwyn and Mayer. The lion's roaring at the front. You could make that happen. You're not allowed to take your lion to the cinema. Keeping with the exotic animals, this animal is not allowed in the back seat of your car. There's a law written on this. Hmm. This means at some point in the dim and distance past, someone must have actually done this for them to put in place a law where it then prohibits you from doing it. So I would suggest at some point Someone's brought a lion into a cinema and they thought, oh no, we haven't got a law in place for that. We'll write one. If we start bringing ferrets into the theatre in Boston, you can be sure a law will then be written to prohibit such things. This is how it works, Nathan, isn't it? There we go. Our resident attorney sat behind me, chained to the wall. This is good news. So, backseat of the car, you've gone, you've taken your ferret to the cinema. You've had a good night. You know, he's put his (laughs) arm around you. Love is in the air. There's energy. Your heart beats fast. The birds are tweeting in the trees. Moonlight is raining down on you. Amour is in the air. You've driven to that lover's spot. You're in the car park. You're not allowed to have this animal with you in the back seat. A moose. Yep. This is a big car you're driving, is it? Yep. This isn't an MG or a Mini Cooper, I'm guessing. Nope. It's got a horn out each window. Yes. It's just sat there. Perhaps it's it's either a moose or a wild boar. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> I like the way you think, Morris. What about the way you think, Michelle? Mine's messed up. I know she's already taken moose and wild boar off the table, I'm but that does leave a whole zoological supply of animals for your... A plethora. A, I pick bear. You're picking bear. It's a gorilla. You cannot take a gorilla hey. into the back seat of your car. Well, that's just dumb. If you want any of that shenanigans, you need to go to the heavy petting zoo. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Not going there. Nope. I love this nope. show. While we're on the subject, you can't take a really big rooster into a bakery either, apparently. And you can make your own jokes up. But that is the God's honest truth. I'm not making this up. It is illegal in Boston. There's a lot of things you can and can't do in Boston. Very heavy on the rules, isn't it? I think we could be imminent for our first drink of the night if Michelle decides to snort at any point. It is illegal in Boston not to do this before going to bed. You're not allowed to do this before going to bed. Well, I can't say that till the last round. I'm going to give you some clues. Yes. It helps relieve stress. Can't say it till the last round. Go on. It can make you sleepy. Mm-hmm. Last round. Go you on. You would probably be doing it on your own because there probably wouldn't be a, enough room. Definitely last round. Otherwise. Go on. Otherwise. So you're not allowed to do this before you go to bed. And you'd be doing it your on your own. Yes. Mm. The brush stroke. The breaststroke. You're having trouble with the damp in your apartment, are you? Yes. Yes. Rising damp, causing all kinds of problems. You've got your swimming costume on. That's right. You're not allowed to do the breaststroke. Right. Before you go to bed. Right. That makes perfect sense. What was I thinking? I've been a fool. Yes. Michelle. You've got your water wings on. 
I don't know. I think it's... Take a bath. You are on fire. I shall give you points. <laughs> it what? is taking a bath. Excuse me. Well, that's close to doing the breaststroke, is it? I Where else can, can you? I can't do anything like that in the bath. There's a oh, lot for of me. Crying. I have to sit there with my Robbed. knees. Every week, Rob. Under my it's chins, true. my shoulders touching the sides. There's a rubber ducky that's disappeared. I can't help it. You fill the bath? Yes, you do. I don't swim around in it, though. How big's your bath? Does big. it matter? Wow. Michelle's got the points. You're going to have to fight her. I'm wrestling <sighs> her for the points. <laughs> this has to be removed. Before engaging with the physical arts in Boston, you've been banned from the cinema. You've been banned from the back seat of your car. You couldn't even buy a donut with a chicken under your arm. You've had a bath. You've put on your Barry White album. You've turned the lights down low. But there's two of you there together. You've got to remove this before practicing the physical arts in Boston. More than a feeling. Your shoes. I saw a <laughs> hairy man walking away. Your shoes. You're on the right track. Yes. You have to take your shoes off. Yes. Before practicing the physical arts. Yes. In Boston. Mm-hmm. Michelle, what have you got to remove before you can engage? Your grandma from the bed. Your grandmother from the bed. <laughs> I didn't know she was there. She barely makes any noise. Oh no, it's your false teeth. You've got to take your false teeth out. It's wow. the law. There you what go. are your shoes? You're on the right track. How is shoes and teeth the same? They're inanimate objects and they're about your person. There, there's two things. Oh, Do you want a third? I don't like the way you think. The sex in with false teeth police gets a third season on the history channel hurrah i did a diamond chino for not going in gummy <laughs> we are <laughs> we all oh, there was half a snort take half a drink if you are playing the bell bunk and snort drinking game with michelle cory she did half a snort i don't know what the rules are do you just drink the mixer do you drink half do you take half a shot what are we doing here there are more questions and answers but that was then. And this is now. We arrive at our favorite part of the Yay! show. It's the mailbag. These are your letters, your messages of support, your emails throughout the course of the week. This is our favorite part of the show. Why not write to us? Why don't you tell us the things that you enjoy about MQTA? Johnny in Florida. Posted. I am addicted to the show. I have listened on SoundCloud to the entire series one, two, and three. Wow. On a stack of Bibles, he swears a small amount of we actually came out when he listened to the dumpy pervert. <laughs> One and of my favorites. The poop yes. knife stories. <laughs> yes. That was my first episode. If you've never listened to the show before, in any way, shape or form, the fact that he's writing in and saying a small amount of we came out because he listened to the dumpy pervert and poop knife stories (laughs) 
tells you everything you need to know. Yes, it does. <laughs> Apparently, he says he had to throw his underwear away. Oh. If you see a pair of knickers in the road somewhere in Florida, they belong to Johnny. We are on SoundCloud. You can listen to five years worth of shows back to back, series one, two. And three to your heart's content if you're in the gym, if you're in the car, if you're walking the dog, if you're in your garden shed with your false teeth in, sat in the bath in Boston, you can listen to our show. It's completely free. Go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio. And why not press the little orange love heart right now if you are listening to the show? Why not share the link of MQTA on your social media sites? Let the whole wide world know that you're listening to Dumpy Pervert and Poop Knife Stories. <laughs> you will impress your friends and family and be the toast of your Christmas party. We're also available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud and all manner of platforms that I hadn't previously been aware of. But it's all there for you. Russell in Michigan has written, Would it be correct to describe Heather and Michelle has yobs. No. Yobs. Thank you. I thought, well, the only way to answer that is to go to the English Oxford Dictionary and actually read what it says under the word yob. Yob. A rude, noisy, and aggressive young man. <laughs> Part of it. Well, three out of four is not bad, is it? Look out, she's no. got her mother's beard. This is true. Did you know the word yob is actually boy? backwards yes it comes from east london thieves can and the word yob is basically boy because you would speak backwards so the authorities the police no one knew what you were talking about you claim to know this miss morris yes unfortunately that wasn't a question so there's no points at stake but i admire your knowledge very impressive mm. kevin in mankato goes on to say our good friend kevin in mankato kevin. Hey, Hi, kevin. Come on. they would both be in jail if not for Adrian's steady guidance. There you go. I think they both need a firm hand. I'm going to give Kevin 10 points. Aww. So Kevin's now on a rather marvellous double integer of 10. We'll see where he ends up at the end nice. of the show. Mike has posted, thanks for the ad. You guys are awesome. Michelle is my favourite. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> Anything you'd like to share with us, Michelle? Mike is my brother. Of course he is. Hi, <laughs> uh, Mike. I get nothing from my parents. Nothing. I've mentioned their wedding anniversary. Aww. My mother's been snoring on the show solidly for five years. There's not a great show, Adrian, or you're doing a great job, or nothing. Hmm. Your brother's written in and said he likes you the best. Yeah, tak Mika. Nice. Jill in Minneapolis loves your answer, the Jacobean goat from last week. <laughs> so good. I can't even remember why there was a question where the answer ended up being a Jacobean goat. Don't look at me. It's craziness. Absolute craziness. She's posted many examples of Jacobean roughs. It's great. So it's we a can thing imagine. Now. It's mm -hmm. a thing. The Jacobean goat. I'm going to have that on a menu. I'm going to go to the poshest restaurant in Minneapolis and say, I'll take the Jacobean goat, please. Medium rare. And a side of fries with mayonnaise. Why would you do that? Yeah. I like goat. <sighs> the Jacobean <laughs> Ruff, of course, the high street fashion trend this spring for every dandy goat that likes to look sharp. Now available on MQTA's website. If you wish to buy your goat a Ruff, they are available. They're $3.99. Look very smart this summer in a Ruff. Mm -hmm. If you're a goat, I likes goats. 
They don't cause anyone any problems, do they? All they want to do is try and get across the bridge and there's a troll in the way. You can visit our Facebook site. Jill has been on there posting pictures of Jacobean roughs for goats. <laughs> if you go to our Facebook site, all of tonight's stories are there. All of the banter, the cartoons, the jokes, the innuendos, everything is on there. We have 6,100 followers. Why not repost as well so your friends and family can see that you have mental illnesses? <laughs> Robin! <laughs> Robin! In Massachusetts, who, as we speak, is being arrested in Massachusetts for keeping her teeth in. <laughs> wow. She's posted, I like Adrian's accent almost as much as I like Nathan's belly laugh. Oh, <laughs> oh. I think this was my attempt at an Irish accent last week as part of our St. Patrick's Day spectacular. But apparently she <laughs> likes my accent. Who knew? Martin, our good friend in New York, Martin! is one of our Patreons. This show is free. It will always be free. We love doing this. We've been together now in the same studio all together for five years. We don't grow tired of this. It makes us laugh week in week out but we do have studio expenses we have studio costs all of the platforms i read out the soundcloud itunes stitcher they require finance and capitation so if you wish to donate a single dollar to the show if we make you laugh if you leave this show with more than you arrive with there's not many things in life that would cost a dollar and would provide you with that amount of free entertainment so if you wish to donate you do actually get a lot for your dollar you get to listen to the show first after it's been out on dark matter digital network at eight o'clock on a friday and there's many other wondrous things on there so if you enjoy what we do if you'd like to see us continue if you'd like to see us bringing fun frivolity and information and wisdom and knowledge into your life then go to patreon and search for mqt8 radio twitter you can follow us on twitter at adrian underscore lee underscore tips we have 99,000 followers on twitter when we break the 100,000 we need to have a celebration yes i'm not quite sure what we'll do drink let off some fire well everything starts with drink for you doesn't it (laughs) but i was thinking of letting off some fireworks in the studio can we get a goat hurrah i'll take my false teeth out everybody's happy i'll bring my ferret of course you will (laughs) and she's not a lion (laughs) i'm on fire terrible i love this show (laughs) i love this show you can catch us first if you go to the dark man a digital network at 8 p.m. Central Time every Friday night. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. This week I posted on my Facebook site and on the MQTA Facebook site the six minutes of glorious happiness that is the outtake when we did the 19-inch Willie story. Weenus. And we laughed so hard. We did. It was the funniest moment of my life. Do you know there's moments in your life where you're laughing so hard your stomach hurts and you think you're going to be sick and you can't breathe and you just can't stop. That happened, but we were recording it. That very rarely happens in life. If you go to YouTube, search for more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, you will find that there for you. Or if you go to Facebook, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, you will find that link on there. I guarantee you will laugh. Three people have died. They've written in and told me. (laughs) 
They wrote in after they died? Yes. From heaven. Amazing. You've met me, right? I'm a psychic. <laughs> Think of a vegetable. At home, you can do this as well. Think of any vegetable. First vegetable that comes into your head. Adrian. Wow. Oh! You beat me to it. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. But Heather's on minus 10. The good Lord giveth and the good Lord taketh away. The answer, of course, is a carrot. I'm going to play a game. You can write in. You can share this on Facebook. We are psychic in this room as we live and breathe. I'm going to ask you to think of a playing card, any playing card you want. Think of a colour, think of a suit, think of a number. Have you got it? Is it all there? Somewhere with our 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world would at this very moment be thinking of the Three of Hearts. If you are thinking of the Three of Hearts, write in. I've no idea why. You can write in. We'll say that you're psychic. <laughs> Hurrah. I have many books out. My latest book, Mysterious Midwest, Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales from the Dead, as a forward by David Ellison of Megadeth, is available in all good bookshops and on Amazon. If you like history, ghosts, evidence, spookiness, it's all there for you and i have many many other books out as well if you go to amazon and search for adrian lee you will find all of my books it's been a good week last friday evening after the show i did a follow-up investigation at the volstead house this is the very haunted volstead house in granite falls in western minnesota andrew volstead of course was very famous for founding prohibition it is the prohibition town Boo, hiss. He wouldn't want to be here in spirit, would he? Mm -mm. I told you this last week, I think. It's remarkable that Jacob Schmidt, who founded the Schmidt Brewery, was his next door neighbour. Yes. I want to start a sitcom. All set in Victorian <laughs> costume. A Victorian sitcom with Andrew Volstead's family living next door to Jacob Schmidt's family. The guy that founded Prohibition next door to the founder of the Schmidt Brewery. You couldn't make that up. That's a great sitcom, isn't it? Mm -hmm. He'd go next door to borrow a cup of sugar. There will be shenanigans that takes place. I thought this time around, I let people come with me. We sell tickets. They come on paranormal investigations. The money goes to helping out Granite Falls. I think they're putting money towards a nursery, a creche for little kiddiewinks. So the money's going to a good cause. But we spent the evening sat in the dark amongst the flickering ghost hunting equipment. I brought an EM pump with me, an electrical magnetic pump. I want to juice the entire house up to make it more active, to see if anything will come through. We're sat upstairs in what would have been one of the bedrooms. We're all sat there in a circle. The equipment's laid out in front of me, pitch darkness. Suddenly one of the meters comes on. The air pressure in the room has changed. You can feel it. Your ears are popping. You know, we're very sensitive as human beings. Capillaries expand and contract in our brain due to changes in air pressure. Suddenly the static meter lights up like a rainbow. So someone's walked through the door and the meters are starting to come on. The EMF K2 meter starts flickering. A bobber literally flew off one of the cabinets on the display there and shot across the room. I use little fishing bobbers as trigger objects. So if a spirit comes up the stairs, turns a door handle, the bobber goes bouncing around and you can hear it in other rooms. A bobber witnessed 
by 10 people flew across the room on its own. Shadow figures moving up and down in the corridor. We were having a lot of activity. There was a nice couple that came with their daughter and their relatives came through. They joined us in the room. I did a 10 minute gallery reading and the woman's father came through and her sisters and they'd entered the room, set all the equipment off. I suddenly felt them psychically, gave them all the information. There was lots of tears, lots of hugs, but it is sometimes true that if you go on a paranormal investigation and there's a psychic there and you've got all the equipment out, if there's someone who's been with you for 10, 20 years, your father, your grandmother, your sister, it may be the first time ever that they've had a chance to even talk or to come through and they wouldn't stop talking and everything come out. So this is what took place. We had a fabulous, fabulous time. Now, if you've always wanted to do a ghost hunt, if you've always wanted to learn how to be a paranormal investigator, if you've always wanted to see how the equipment works, you now have the golden opportunity waiting for you. In conjunction with the Granite Falls, Yellow Medicine County, City Administration, City Hall, we are running a ghost hunting 101 workshop. This is Remarkable Times. I will be hosting this. There will be three Thursdays in a row. This is 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. It's the 5th of April, the 12th of April, and the 19th of April. So for the first two Thursdays, I'll be taking you through all the equipment, everything you need to do. On the 19th, the final night, we are going to be investigating one of Jacob Schmidt's buildings in Granite Falls with all the equipment. So if you want to sign up, if you want to buy a ticket, it's $100 for three nights, 6 to 8 p.m. on a Thursday, the 5th, the 12th and the 19th of April, ending in a paranormal investigation. You need to contact the Granite Falls offices, City Hall. So if you go on Facebook and type Granite Falls, comma, Minnesota, you will find the city's Facebook site and all the information's on there. If you wish to contact them directly, if you go to kathy.anderson, that's Kathy with a C, kathy.anderson at granitefalls.com. You can ask her for all the information and about the tickets and you can get on there. If you've always wanted to tick that off your bucket list, come on a paranormal investigation, raise some money for charity, spend the night investigating in a haunted building with myself then you're welcome to join us on that. That sounds like a great three Thursdays in a row. When would you get an opportunity to do that in life? That is awesome. Michelle's on six. I'm yet to score. Heather Morris is on minus 10. Kevin. Kevin's in the lead with 10. <laughs> There's only 20 points between you and victory at the moment, Miss Morris. As we move into the first Ooh. round, that is ghosts and hauntings. And remember, we don't do orbs. A fitness coach was left freak out after he claimed a poltergeist through his camera across the cabin of a World War II plane before the spirit of the female co-pilot appeared as a white angel's feather. In the first of two spine-tingling videos, Tony Ferguson asks whatever is haunting the former military seaplane to make itself known before a series of loud bangs echo through the empty cabin. When the 33-year-old asked again for the entity to show itself, Mr. Ferguson's camera, which had also been experiencing interference, often associated with paranormal activity, was held to the ground. Mr. Ferguson, speaking to a seemingly empty cabin, asked the entity to show itself, 
As he does so, his camera experiences interference, which experts say is associated with paranormal activity. Personal trainer Mr. Ferguson was so intrigued by his horror movie encounter in October 2017 that he returned to the short flying boat, the centrepiece at Southampton Solent Sky Museum this month. Entering the Erie aircraft again, Mr. Ferguson called out for the entity, but this time captured amazing footage of what looks like a white feather appear out of nowhere and float across the cabin before vanishing. Mr. Ferguson of Southampton, Hampshire said I first visited the museum at the end of last year. As soon as I went into the plane, I felt this pressure on my whole body and had this horrible feeling of dread. I started filming and my camera kept going wacky. I had been filming earlier in the day without any problems and it's been fine ever since. That kind of equipment interference is associated with paranormal activity and bad energy. But I've never seen anything like that before only in horror films. I knew there was something in there, and I asked it to make itself known, and suddenly there was a loud bang. It really freaked me out. I knew it must have been a poltergeist. Poltergeists are manifestations of bad energy, and they never actually appear. There's a lot going on in that sentence, isn't there? Yeah. Poltergeists are bad energy. I thought energy was neutral. You wouldn't look at a battery and say that's a bad battery Oh, that's a good battery, would I would. You? you would say that. Yeah. Of course you would. Are poltergeists... We've got 20 minutes to go. Just 20 minutes. What would you say then, Miss Morris? You're a bad battery. You're a bad battery. <laughs> Naughty. Naughty. I'm going to exercise you. Bring forth the holy water and exercise the battery of evil. That's right. I thought poltergeists weren't sentient. You have intelligent hauntings. You have residual hauntings. Poltergeist activity is energy. Can you talk to energy? Can you have sentience if you're energy? Ghosts, of course, and spirits have energy, but energy per se on its own. You can't have a conversation with a poltergeist, can you? That's just energy. If something just throws something across the room. Hmm. There are more questions than answers. Mm -hmm. The thing I wanted to look at more than anything was this was a haunted small seaplane, a short seaplane. How many times have you seen TV shows and movies where there's military action taking place because there's a dogfight between two short military seaplanes. I would not have thought a seaplane saw too much military activity. That's for cargo and ferrying things around and yes. dropping off mm -hmm. supplies for submarines. Mm -hmm. They're not having dogfights, are they? They're not launching torpedoes. Mm -mm. Some are. You don't get the feeling that there's going to be too much activity on a military seaplane. That's transportation, isn't it? Mm -hmm. There are... More questions than answers. If you wish to see that story in full, you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee, and everything will be there for you. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Well, Mr. Ferguson must be very busy. Yes. Because I have a story with him as well. A ghostly figure was filmed aboard the HMS Victory. Mr. Tony Ferguson had been visiting the historic vessel in Portsmouth when he caught something strange on film. The 33-year-old, who hadn't seen anything unusual at the time, 
reported that he felt like someone was following him as he wandered the upper chamber of Lord Nelson's famous flagship. Do you know it? I've been on it. Have you really? It's very interesting. The people back then were very short. I'm six foot two. You have to really bend over on the decks below to get anywhere. It's ridiculously small and cramped. Huh. I arrived at the oh. HMS Victory. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> Jesus and Joseph. First thing. God blimey, governor. It's a real piece of super. <laughs> Don't be scared, mister. <laughs> In the morning, in the morning, in the noon, I add the all of the chamber. You realise he's a war hero and they dedicated Trafalgar Square to him, right? To myself. <laughs> but I kept feeling like someone or something was following me. Just, just which part of Britain's he from out of interest? Just, just where, where is he from? Is it... Leeds. <laughs> Leeds. That's very specific. <laughs> After later reviewing the footage he had recorded, however, he noticed that in one shot, a strange figure wearing high-heeled boots could be seen stepping slowly out of view. It's Michelle on a Friday night. Totally. She walked <laughs> straight across the chamber and then disappeared. Through a solid wall. <laughs> so she must have gone through it. Clear up on aisle two. Oh my god. What is so strange <laughs> is I didn't see anything. Michelle's undertaking an exorcism. At Did, all. What do we drink for that? What do we drink for an exorcism? Holy <laughs> water. I saw nothing at all with my own eyes. It's almost like he's in the room. <laughs> the ship, which has served as a museum since 1922, is no stranger to ghost stories. The HMS Victory is known for its hauntings. And lots of people have said they've seen Admiral Nelson and his wife over the years. Wow, it went it went all over the place there, didn't it? It started in Birmingham, got to Norwich, and now it's in Devon. We've um, covered a lot of ground there, haven't we? By the way, I've seen this video and it's bunk. It's bunk if you're playing <laughs> The Bell Bunk and Snort Drinking Game, you can now have a shot. Wow. I'm going to be very philanthropic and give you 10 points. Yay! Yay! You're on zero. Michelle Corrie, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? I think our Heather may have been to Mexico. I'm going to have to check your passport. Uh-oh. If she had one. <laughs> this is the horrifying moment a vampire baby doll started staring at passersby after mysteriously appearing on an unmarked grave's in Mexico. Oh, I dropped one off. Yes. Creepy. I mailed it there in exchange. This is one of your mm. dolls, is it, that you yep. make? For yep. a sugar skull? Yep. Mm. Wow. Horrifying footage appears to show the blood-stained puppet following a camera with its eyes. The doll was found with a bottle of blood nice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> next wow. to it after appearing in the cemetery overnight. The video has since gone viral on social media and racked up more than 350,000 views. One horrified user dubbed it the doll of the devil. 
but others urge viewers not to be taken in by the terrifying puppet. One wrote, it's an optical illusion, but it does not stop one from being scared. My heaven help me. Ooh, I'm going to make some. If you go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, you can see the creepy Mexican doll where its eyes follow you around the room. Michelangelo, very similar thing. I've stood in the front of Michelangelo's David and his eye does follow you around the room. Oh, my God. It's true. Wow. You've seen how to make this. Mm, I'm going to make some. You know the secrets. (laughs) I know. It's a secret. This isn't paranormal then. No. Are we going to (laughs) say the B word? Yeah, it's bunk. If you wish to see the bunk in glorious Technicolor, you're more than welcome to do so at the end of the round. That is Ghosts and Hauntings. Michelle's on six. I'm on two. Heather's brought herself up to a hefty round duck egg. And Kevin in Mankato is on ten. This is the round that we call UFOs and Cryptozoology. It's Green Men and hairy beasties michelle you can start the round first what have you got for me tonight in the round of green men and hairy beasties decomposing creature sparks imaginations in georgia jeff warren said he and his son came across a carcass near darien georgia on saturday and a close look revealed it wasn't a seal as they initially thought but rather some sort of sea creature that resembled a baby loch ness monster Oh, he's a long way from home. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of swimming across the Atlantic Channel, isn't For it? For a baby. What are you going to call that carcass? Has it got a name? Yes. What? Alty. Really? I was going to call it Gerald the Carcass. <laughs> oh, my God. Fishermen at Skipper's Fish Camp in nearby Darien dubbed the carcass Alty in honor of the Alta Mama Hama. What yes. language are you speaking? <laughs> Georgian. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not English, then. Mm-hmm. A Nessie-like sea creature that is rumored to live near the Georgia coast. My son, who is 12, thinks it is the child of the legendary creature and has now decided he would like to be a marine biologist. Chantal Audrin of the Tybee Island Marine Science Center, who saw a photo of the creature, said it may have been a shark in an advanced state of decomposition. It looks like a deep sea shark, like a frilled shark, although I don't see any gill slits, she said. Tara Cox, associate professor of marine sciences at Savannah State University, suggested it appeared to be a former basking shark. Wow. It's the monster of Loch Ness or just a sharky mess? <laughs> you decide. Nice. Go to our Facebook site. More <laughs> questions than answers with Adrian Lee. And you can see the decomposing, rotting carcass that is cryptozoological on the coastline of Georgia. I'm going to give you points, Michelle. You are now up to a nice, rounded, symmetrical eight. I'm coming, Kevin. I like the idea that we run straight into the strange and the bizarre. We don't give the strange and the bizarre enough time. We squeeze Mm -hmm. it in. At the end of the show, there's like three minutes to go. It's whoever can read the fastest. I think we should jump straight into the strange and the bizarre. Is this a good plan? I love it. Fantastic. This is the round where the stories are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. I'm going to start the ball rolling. Do it. This is Remarkable Times. Two doctors and two nurses have been suspended after they gave a bus crash victim his own amputated foot 
to use as a pillow. Oh my god. Oh. That's a lie. Horrifying, I saw the picture. Horrifying footage shows Diane Shum. <laughs> <laughs> I got a kick out of that. Wow. I don't know what to do. Is there points? Is there not points? I'm going to keep it as is. Sounds like they were in a bit of a jam. <laughs> Toe jam. Get it? Toe jam. Yeah, I am. That's, that's his name, Get by it. the way. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor man's lost a foot. <laughs> He'll never be able to have the symmetry of the full flip flop sandal ever again. Aww. Horrifying footage. <laughs> <laughs> Shows Gansham Toe Jam 28. Ooh, called it. Sleeping I mean. on a hospital bench after being rushed to the emergency ward of. Say it. Maharani Laxmibal Jahanzi Medical College in Uttar Pradesh. Gayamshan's mother and brother-in-law brought him to hospital after the bus he was in overturned while the driver tried to avoid hitting a tractor on Saturday. The family claims doctors at Jahanzi Medical College amputated his leg and then placed it under his head as a pillow. Family member Janaki Prasad said, I repeatedly asked the doctors to intervene, but they refused. Finally, after about two hours, I managed to get a pillow for him from the market. And that's when the leg was removed. The video has since gone viral, forcing Ugh. the government to set up a four-member committee to look at the case. The sick patient's family said they had no choice but to transfer him to a private hospital. He was obviously very sad and there was tears on my pillow. A foot for a pillow or a no Go. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers where you will find Jahansham Tojam with a foot under his head. Oh. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of SMB? Well, Minnesota is a Midwestern state in the United States and it's known for having 10,000 lakes. And guess who lurks under one of them? Friday the 13th star, Jason Voorhees. Yep. I don't know if you know about this, but of course, we're all familiar with the fact that he's a murderous psychopath with a goalie mask that just wants to slash people with a machete. <laughs> According to Bloody Disgusting, back in 2014, a fan of Friday the 13th and diver named Curtis Lar built a statue of the machete-wielding psychopath. He placed it 120 feet deep underwater at the bottom of a lake in Crosby. That's deep. Which is a popular diving lake, and oh. I didn't know that. His main motive for doing so? To pay tribute and also probably to scare other fellow divers. Cheeky man. Nice. Very cheeky man. Although the statue was tethered nearly four years ago, it is only now getting the attention of horror fans everywhere. Though Jason remains alive with his eyes open, he actually did the statue with his eyes open. Great. And I saw a video of it where a diver went down, and you can just see Jason coming into view, and it looks like he's going to pop up and get you with the machete. Nice. It's actually a tribute to one of his movies where he gets chained under... I remember. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. 
That's it's ridiculous. So, yeah, so it's there to scare people. It's they amazing. Say Minnesota's the land of 10,000 lakes. There's actually 15,000. Mm-hmm. There's 5,000. They couldn't be bothered to name, or right. they ran out of names. Do you know how many long lakes there are? How <sighs> many short lakes? How many big lakes? They ran out of names. They literally got to the point where it was Colin Lake, Gavin Lake. This is the third time we've called this one Dave Lake. They just <laughs> gave up. It has more lakes than that. They just can't be bothered to name them. They ran out of names. I like the fact that they're just going to leave that statue down there yes. and someday somebody's going to go diving and see eyeballs staring back up at them. That's what you need, isn't it, when you're 120 foot oh, underwater God. in the darkness uh-uh. with an aqua I remember that they actually, on Green Lake, there's a Green Lake that's not that far from here, New London. Okay. New- yes. And they actually found, using a fisherman with radar looking for fish, came across a Second World War aeroplane. It was a bird dog plane. And they didn't know how it got there. No one ever reported it being missing. And they raised this aeroplane from the Second World War out of the lake. But no one knows how it got there or where it came from. It's a remarkable story. That's crazy. There's many, yeah. many crazy things in lakes yes. around the Midwest. This is. is true. Michelle, what have you got for hmm. me in the round of S&B? Sonic Drive-In is adding a potentially polarizing new drink to their menu this summer. Ooh. Yes, I think you're going to like it, Heather. Food and Wine reports that the fast food restaurant plans to roll out pickle juice slushies. I can't wait. Yes. Pickle juice. Nice. Loves it. Yep. Slushies. Good God. What's wrong with you two and your pickle juice? I love it's drinking pickle juice. I mean real pickle juice. Mm-hmm. Well, as wait opposed till to you fake. try this. I don't like that fake pickle juice. That's right. That'd be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's illegal in Boston, by the way. Yeah, but it's... pickle juice? Yeah, you can't drink it. Go to the cinema with it. You can't wash your hair in it. You have to take it out when you go to bed. It's true. What if your ferret likes it? Well, there's no law against that. (laughs) (laughs) I like the way you do the actions of a ferret drinking (laughs) pickle juice for everyone to see at home. You're welcome. Oh, they're bringing the slushies to locations nationwide in June. Mm. Yes, the salty brine is being mashed up with the famous icy drinks Lovely. that dye your tongue bright colors. Food and wine, Maria Yagoda has a chance to taste the bright green beverage during a recent trip to Sonic's headquarters in Oklahoma City, and she was shockingly pleased with the product. It's surprisingly delicious and makes a good accompaniment to burgers and or tots and or corn dogs. Sweet and tangy. The bright brine compensates for the oversavoriness that you might have been worried about. Yagoda also added that the pickle syrup that is used to make the slushies can be added to any other menu items, like burgers or shakes. So let your creativity run wild while you wait for the new addition to launch. Unfortunately, Sonic does not serve hard liquor yet. Well, you just go next door for that, don't you? Mm -hmm. So there are no pickleback shots in your fast food future. I don't want a pickle slushy. I'm sorry. I'm going to squeeze one more in. I'm going to give you points, Michelle. You're up to 10. A man was captured for offering his own farts in containers without having a distribution permit. The man 
was gotten by the experts, which inquired as to whether he had authorization, and the man couldn't reply. He was offering flatulates from various nourishments, and with various ages, with around 150 containers, he was offering flatulates as one week old, said the policeman Gary Coburn. Each jug had around 30% fart and 70% air, in spite of the fact that he didn't clear up that to the purchasers. Oh, what? if you're playing the Bell Bunker Snort drinking game, you're welcome to have a drink. He's been done by trading standards because the jar only contained 30% fart and 70% air. How do you measure that? Well, it just smelled like 30%. (laughs) The man didn't have the authorization to offer those farts, so he seized them, Coburn expressed. (laughs) He used to offer around 90 jugs for a day. I can't believe he's doing that 90 times a day, though. And many individuals are frantic in the light of the fact, and now... They can't have their sweet, delightful smelling farts. <gasps> Moreover, many individuals are thinking about this as a profession. Fartology. Now, it's oh, canning now into I can a quit my world. job. There you <laughs> go, Perfect. We can just sit in the studio and get on with it. Smell what I did or don't prize off the lid. <laughs> you decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We now enter the round. That is the darkness of the love tunnel called Not For Your Mother. <laughs> With your cotton candy in one hand and your ferret in the other. This is the round we couldn't read out on air, but we've stayed in the studio. Just think of us sat here, waiting now. We could be going in the bar, couldn't we? We could be leaving now. We could be going to Dairy Queen. We could be going to the bar. We could be dancing the night away to the sounds of Tom Jones, which isn't unusual. No. And here we are. We're giving you an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth. Dirty. Naughtiness. Naughty. Innuendo. Innuendos. If your mother is easily offended, if there's small minors in the room, they need to remove themselves. If you think this is worth a dollar of your money, you can go to patreon.com and search for MQTA Radio to donate. Why not press the little orange love heart? It's the least you can do if you're now listening to us on SoundCloud. A cocky builder got his manhood deliberately nailed to a block of wood as a dare. Whilst at work, and the footage will certainly bring a tear to your eye. Ouch. Footage. The foolhardy footage shows the unnamed man accepting the challenge before whipping out his private parts. What did he win? Not enough, by all accounts. to the ER. He then places it on a plank of wood, whilst a colleague fires a nail gun through his foreskin. But it doesn't stop there. Oh, no, 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 no. By Jove, by Jiminy. The colleague then removes the nail from the block of wood, but it is still left stuck in his weenus. The man then slowly pulls the nail through his foreskin himself before celebrating having successfully completed the stunt. Obviously, don't try this at home, kids. God. Well, at least, you know, sanitize your nail gun. (laughs) Only last month, Sam Reese, a 22-year-old builder, was badly injured after he mistimed pulling the trigger on a hydraulic hand nail gun whilst working near Swansea. Sam accidentally fired a three and a half inch nail into his crotch. Only just missing his weenus. (laughs) I'd be disappointed if it was a three and a half inch nail and it still missed was disappointing, wouldn't it? Mr. Reese said I was using a nail gun outside and unfortunately I was using it to fire something towards me and the nail just ricocheted and went into my groin. Oh. 
I didn't realise how serious the whole thing was until I got to go to the hospital. I had to have minor surgery to take it out. And now I can only wee sideways. Oh, like a sprinkler. Mm. But having the drip in my arm hurt more. Now through the willy. Or don't be so silly. If you wish to see the cocky builder getting his manhood deliberately nailed to a block of wood. Why would you want to? Why would you go there? You are welcome to go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And it will be there for you in glorious 3D like Avatar with everything on display for you. (laughs) Presented nicely on a cushion. Classy. For everyone to see. Mm. In surround sound. Mm -hmm. Who knew? Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Ooh. A Chinese doctor removes 100 fish bones from a man's rectum. Wrecked him. Damn near killed him. (laughs) You'd have only been disappointed if we hadn't have done it. He ended up seeking medical attention after complaining of acute pain. Or maybe not so cute pain. Maybe ugly pain. Ugly pain. Mm. Pain's your only friend now, boy. Pain. In an unusual medical case, Chinese doctors have removed more than 100 fish bones from a man's rectum. Rectum? After he damn near killed him. Uh, (laughs) After he feasted on fish. Feasted? Yes, the... Sexagenarian from Sichuan province a week earlier had eaten two servings of boiled carp bones and all, thinking he would just simply pass them like gas that you sell in a jar. Carp for money. (laughs) Only thirty percent. Only thirty percent of it's a fart, though. It's like watching the old films. You know, watch old celluloid films at the cinema. You know, fifty percent of that. Is in a picture. You get. You need to get your money back. Yeah. Carp farts. Carp farts. Yes. <laughs> Carp farts. <laughs> take all my energy. It's kind of rare. It yeah. is. Yes. I like to think. It doesn't sound good, does it? Not really. No. 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 A CT scan showed tight clusters of fish oh. bones stuck in his rectum. Rectum. Damn near killed him. <laughs> In the two-hour procedure, doctors worked to pull around a hundred of the needle-like bones from the man's anus. That's like passing a porcupine. Can you imagine it wiggling out and poking? Oh, that's just like tapeworm. It's the Sarlacc pit in Return of the Jedi, but it's your bottom. I thought you said taint worm. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Watch out for the taint worm. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, no. I can't look a hot dog in the eye. Sneaks up on you. <laughs> oh, a patient with this uh, many fish bone in his... This was a first time for us. Normally... The most we ever have is only 10 bone in anus. <laughs> oh, 10 bone in anus. Bone anus. Yes, I want to yes. start a rock band called 10 bone anus. <laughs> <laughs> well, Huang explained it was a tricky procedure with a high risk of blood loss right through the rectum and taint. <laughs> oh, where's it going? That's yeah, nasty. Yeah, taint good. Paint <laughs> good. Ah, because there were so many bones in his rectum, was it? It was a severely swollen. 
we could not he needs some get mitzu. them all at once. So we sent him home and told him, see if you can pass a few. I'm amazed, absolutely amazed, that your stomach acid, your enzymes, are the most powerful natural-made acids known to man, that they wouldn't dissolve a fishbone. Apparently not. I find that remarkable. Mm, swollen rectum. Oh. Rectum? And Damn near killed him! <laughs> <laughs> Home of the rising sun or fishbone bum? <laughs> I love this show. I love this wow. show. Michelle Corey, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Uh, we're always on the lookout for the next biggest Instagram beauty trend. And this particular infamous product has creeped back up onto our feeds. No. Yep. What is it? Yes, that's right. Penis-shaped lipsticks are back. I have one in my purse. Wow. You do? Yeah. Well, to oh. be fair, she's worn it down. <laughs> <laughs> to a nub. Oh, no. <laughs> nub, 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 nub. I've got a handful of sand and a nubbins. Yes. Oh, approximate, uh, appropriately named dick sticks or, <laughs> yeah, lip dicks. They have made a perfect comeback just in time. You said comeback. I did. I did. You're welcome. In time for hen parties this year, Groupon is getting in on the action by selling the lipsticks at a cheap price, making them great for a joke Prezi. The prices start at only £3.98 each. For a white one. <laughs> and come in a range of shades. Nice. Ooh, mm-hmm. I'm going to get one for you. You better pick her up. <laughs> That's when you need your video camera right there. That's our webcast right there. Put that on Patreon. The money will fly in. Mm-hmm. We personally think the nude color may be a bit too realistic. Wow. Instagram is loving the detailed product, with fans thanking their lighthearted friends for the gift. One user described the color of the lipstick as perfect, but the shape as a shocker. Shocking. Mm -hmm. Others say they would use the lipsticks, but not in public. Since it's 2018 and things are only getting weirder, we think this is just the beginning of strangely shaped lipsticks. I don't need that color or dick stick on my collar. (laughs) Puts the blame on you. Well, things are looking up. Yeah. Nice. Pucker up. There are photographs. Of these lipsticks. We they know. are available. If you go to our Facebook site, <laughs> more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Once again, this is why we can't have cameras in the studio. Boys, listen up. Essential oils found in soaps and shampoos could give you man boobs. Lavender oil and tea tree oil have hormone disrupting chemicals that mimic estrogen and block testosterone. New research suggests. Ooh, I'm going to get some. The oils are popular in different soaps, shampoo. I don't think you need any. I have to say that straight <laughs> off the bat. Let's sneak some in the boy bathroom. Ooh. We, you, you do not need, trust me, you do not need lavender. Rub it on my 
chesticles. On your chesticles. <laughs> <sighs> Again, this is why we can't have cameras in the studio. Why didn't you put your shirt back on? Because I'm warm. So am I. <laughs> They're also used in aromatherapy and alternative treatments, including tea tree oil for acne or lavender oil for sleep problems but while they might smell nice it could be giving men an unwanted side effect moobs mm-hmm. you can't be a compound noun i love to be moobs if i had moobs i'd never leave the house you'd never see me you'd need a bro i'd need a bra bro yeah. for my moobs i'd use lavender oil all the time I'm constantly using lavender oil when I'm doing Reiki healing. I put a little bit on my wrists as I'm working on the client. Because it's meant to make you sleepy. It's meant to make you relax. Yes. I mean, I, What's I your booby situation? I don't know. Let's have it's a look. It's a B cup. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just a couple of... It's coming up. Yeah, it's, I haven't got much there. Researchers at the <laughs> National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences... Part of the National Institutes of Health looked at eight chemicals found in lavender and tea trail and found every single one of them promoted the production of estrogen and inhibited testosterone. Lead investigator J. Tyler Ramsey said our society deems essential oils as safe. However, they possess a diverse amount of chemicals and should be used with caution because some of these chemicals are potential endocrine disruptors. He suggested the chemicals found in the oils were consistent with hormonal changes that could stimulate the growth of breasts in men. Ramsey believes as many as 65 other oils could also contain the chemicals which require further investigation. Don't use the gardenia, by the way. I can now use it as a pillow to sleep on. (laughs) That's terrible, yeah. though, isn't it? Essential oils, you'd, you'd think they'd be so healthy. Harmless, That's right. Benign, and apparently yeah. it's given us chesticles. If mm-hmm. you want bigger chesticles, man or woman, lavender and tea trail is the way to go. Yeah, chesticles. Miss Morris. Yeah? You have a smile on your face. Oh, sparkly it's eyes. It's a one. You okay. have a twinkle in your eye. Yes. Spring's supposed to be here, isn't it? You yes. put your blouse back on. How would you like to know? It's like right said Fred had walked in the room. To tell... The signs if your neighbours are swingers. How to tell if your neighbours... Because there's cars pulling up every ten minutes. Mm, The secret signals I am about to give you. Get a pen. (laughs) Oh, let's get a pen and a piece of paper. Got it. Uh, It would be funny to visit your parents and take these with you as presents. Do you see what I'm saying? Hold on there, Tonto. Your parents might have some. Well, I think we should go to Michelle's mother. And I think... We should put these in our window. Well, how about this? If I say one of the things, everybody has to pipe up if their parents have them in their lawn. What about your own self? You're going to have to pipe up. She <laughs> might be swinging through osmosis. She might not know, I know. unconsciously. I know. She see, could be I'm, swinging. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. Okay. Well, the saying goes, you never know what goes on behind closed doors, so I'm going to help you. But maybe there is a way you can find out if a whole lot of spouse swapping is going down in your local neighborhood. Everybody wants to know this, right? Yes. Okay, that boring-looking couple next door with the immaculate lawn and the Ford Focus... They might as well be swingers, because there are telltale signs. Apparently, let's get to the meat. You know Come what on. To look, look at you! I've got me pen out. I'm ready to go. Build up, man. Poised. One of the signs is pompous grass. 
pampas grass. Oh, yes. really? Yes. This poor plant has never done anything to anyone, yet it's earned itself a long association with swingers. Did not know that. Weird. That is as 70s as fondue and twister and party sevens and baby sham. I'm sorry. Pampas grass is from the 70s. It's very invasive. Really? This is the way to go, is it? I think my parents actually have some outside their house. (laughs) Mine do not. The irony is that I'm highly allergic to grass, and my parents live in a bungalow, a ground floor, and they thought it'd be beneficial to plant pampas grass outside my bedroom window. I know, I'm only allergic to grass, Mum and Dad. Don't worry, I'll be fine. I can still see through my closed eyes with my icicles. Well, the grass is actually said to be a secret sign which indicates its owner enjoys more um, alternative lifestyles. And should the allure of swinging appeal to you, go knock on their door. And and just remember to bring your partner. Whispering grass. Yes. The trees don't have to know. It's whispering grass. Next thing is a black ring on your right hand is a secret sign to swingers. A black no. ring. None of us are wearing rings. No, no. So apparently we're not swingers. But a black hematite. That's what you're supposed to look on for. On your right hand. Well, swingers even have their own secret accessories, apparently, which are useful when trying to identify a fellow swinger. He told the strangler... Oh, the, <laughs> the stranger. <laughs> the stranger. It's apparently a swinger, I don't know, newspaper article, whatever. It's a swinger newspaper article. Yeah. Wear your Swingers black Weekly. Ring. Yeah. <laughs> There's always a big center spread of some pampas grass. It's amazing. <laughs> well, wear your black ring on your right hand if you're out and open to meet other swingers. This is complicated. It's like being in the Masons. Uh, well, <laughs> well, there's even helpful guidance on how to break the ice. If someone is wearing a black ring on their right hand and approaches you, start a conversation with them. Is your missus like, up for it? <laughs> like, I see you're wearing a black ring on your right hand. Maybe we're in the same club. So, see how that goes? Oh. Oh, and garden gear, apparently, is another thing. Write that down. Does your garden garden gear. Mm -hmm. Now I'm getting a little worried. Next time you run out of sugar and need to pop next door, make sure to take note of your neighbor's choice of garden ornaments. According to lifestyle website Bigger Love, swingers are into white landscaping rocks. No. White landscaping rocks. That's right. And pink or purple decorations in the front garden as a way to signal their fellow swingers. There's pink flamingos everywhere in Minnesota. But I did not know this. Pineapples, too, apparently, in the form of door knockers, are a sign for swingers. <laughs> you've got pineapple, pineapple knockers. That's right. Well, the pineapple is the universal symbol of welcome. If you go into yes. an old manor house or a mansion house... <laughs> well, now you know. Pineapple wallpaper, and in the new mm. post, there's a pineapple set there. there you, well, you know now, don't you? Oh, and garden gnomes may be seen as kitsch, and innocent, but even those guys are a sign that Mr. and Mrs. will ask you to put your car keys in a glass bowl. What are we, since 1973? Yes. Oh, and wristbands, apparently. 
So not so long ago, these were all the rage with people and still a lot of people wear them, you know, to support a cause and whatnot. Well, they say charity starts at home and as such, swingers have reportedly got their own branded bands. Now, there's a code on these bands for oh, the swingers. Cannot wait. My PhD wasn't this complicated. <laughs> well, what you need to look out for are the international male and female signs arranged horizontally with their circles intersecting with three plus or minus sides on both sides. Good God. Complicated. Now, Jeez. The three plus signs on both sides means they are looking for partners as a pair. Well, minus signs means they would also join without their partner, so kick them to the curb. This may differ slightly depending on different swingers clubs. Well, there you go. You leave this show with more than you arrive with. Everybody's going to be looking now. Exactly. I like this. I like this. I know I am. I feel sorry for the poor couple. (laughs) That sat there with a couple of pink flamingos, a gnome, some white garden rocks, and a pineapple on the porch, having constantly people <laughs> knocking on their door. Like, <laughs> showed them their ring finger. Lucky. Press band. Hematite. Can't touch this. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery. It is Heather Morris who was struck down to two. No. I finished third with six points, but tying for the lead in resplendent first place is Michelle Corey and Kevin from Mankato. Yay! Both scored. Kevin! A remarkable 10 points and we'll share the $33,000 IR camera. Do not fear this. Now, remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal. Strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact us anytime via our Facebook site. More questions than answers with adrian lee and remember we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that we can't read out on air because it's filth it's the stories from around the world this week laden with sexual intrigue and innuendo that we would be fined or removed if we read out now but we're going to stay in the studio so if you go to soundcloud.com search for mqta radio and listen for that extra 25 minutes in the round we call not for your mother my gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris tom drain and michelle Corey, nathan bush and all of the International Paranormal Society at interparanormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interesting good night <laughs>